0: Welcome back to Gruesome Bacon. This is your host, Jonathan. I believe a lot of you guys are just like me. So for the past year, because there was a... No, I, I, I literally just use the past tense on this. There is a pandemic going on since last year where it's been almost two years. It's It's been pretty crazy. Um, throughout the whole pandemic, a lot of you guys are probably like me. We've ordered a lot of uh, food delivery service, right? Because there's literally no dining, dining service at restaurants. The only way to get any kind of restaurant food is to get it delivered to your own door and eat it in your own house. Which is awesome. And today's story, well, we have two stories today. So the first one is actually related to food delivery service. For many of you guys out there who don't know about this, food in Asia is actually dirt cheap. Okay, it's that cheap. People can actually go out every day. And especially places like Hong Kong, when you go out to eat every day, it's probably cheaper than, you know, eating at home. Like, the prices are really affordable compared to North America. And on top of that, before Uber Eats, um, here in North America, I would say what we used to get the most was just pizza delivery service, right? That's actually That was actually delivered to our doors. But, like, other than that, we didn't have a lot of variety before Uber. But what Uber, which is a blessing... Even though they're kind of, you know, a rib for restaurants. But uh, honestly, it's good for us. We are able to get more variety. But in countries like Hong Kong or Japan or Korea, food delivery service is everywhere. Like, honestly, way before Uber even popped out. Like, it's so cheap. You know, even decades ago, we were talking about, like, probably in the 1980s. You know, in Hong Kong, a lot of restaurants... because. You see restaurants everywhere on the street, and a lot of them are actually serving their own neighborhood. A lot of their customers, actually loyalty customers, they're all neighbors, and they've been going to the restaurants for ages. A lot of times when they want to deliver food to their neighbors, they usually have their own delivery guys. Uh, With that being said, today's story is actually from Hong Kong and it's been around for decades and i've heard about this story when i was a kid so i kind of feel like you know it's it's a good idea to kind of share with you guys all right so let's just call this guy danny i it's just because it's a super common name in hong kong you know for like for for boys all right danny uh his family is actually not from uh this part of the town so his his family is from hong kong proper however you know as an adult, Danny deserves some freedom. He wants, you know, that free lifestyle without any parenting or without any um, parental supervision. And he decided, "Hey, you know what, mom? Dad? I'm going to move out." His his family is actually from Hong Kong proper, but he does he decided to find a job in a part of Hong Kong that's called New Territories. And he found, a, uh, he found a drop at a bistro over there, which is awesome. So here's another word that I have to teach you guys. It's called ta ting. So ta ting is basically kind of like a cafe, like a bistro cafe sort of deal. So a lot of people would just like go grab a cheap bite. They offer you a lot of rice dishes or noodle dishes, or you can have like um, dim sum in the morning, you know, just cheap eats. At this very night, the business of this bistro is really, really good. So a lot of people are dining in. And at the same time, they're also having a lot of delivery orders, um, which is good. Good for the business. And they're a bit short-staffed. And the boss decides, hey, you know what, uh, Danny, do you want to go deliver this order to this uh, house? That's actually, it's 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 only like about five minutes right away. So you can actually drive, like you can actually ride your bike there to deliver the food. And... After thinking about that, yeah, why not? You know what? I can probably just chill for a second, you know, on the way. Um, Danny decides to go. Why not, right? After packing up the whole um, meal, like, it tell you this, okay? He has, like, bags full of food because this is a kind of a big order. Um, this person on the phone actually ordered about enough food for at least at least four to five people so he's thinking to, to himself oh yeah this guy is definitely having a party at home so Danny gets on his bike and goes straight to the address that was given um, and he grabs the bags and goes up to the door and knocks he could he can literally hear someone in there it's actually really loud people are kind of almost like yelling and you can tell, well, he can tell people are definitely playing Mahjong there because they're, you know, throwing a lot of Mahjong-related, you know, lingo and stuff. Um, well, I don't really know how to say that, so I'm just uh, just going to skip that. But your boy knows that they're playing Mahjong for sure because he plays Mahjong at home too. Um, so he knocks on the door and nobody actually answers. And he keeps on knocking. He said, yo, what's what's going on? And there he hears someone approaching the door. He hears fo- like footsteps approaching the door. And this person slides a few notes through the bottom crack of the door and says, Hey, delivery boy, uh, thank you so much for delivering the food. We are really hungry. Thank you so much. Um, did you get blah, 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 blah item?" So basically, this person confirms whatever he orders. And Danny says, yeah, yeah, man, uh, you got, you know, whatever you ordered yes and um yeah sure where should i put your food and the, the person on the other side of the door says oh i'll just you know what don't even worry about it just leave it uh, by the door it's fine we're, we're gonna we're gonna get it later on we're playing mahjong right now and you know danny he was like you know danny thinks to himself he's like damn i'm good i know they're freaking playing mahjong but well whatever we're kind of busy all right uh i'm just gonna leave it right by the door." Um, Grab it as, you know, as soon as possible. Don't, you know, or it's going to get cold. It's not going to taste as good. And you guys have a good night. I'll, uh, see you guys next time, I guess. Because, yeah, because he had been delivering uh, food to this address before, you know, but they never met each other before. right? There Danny takes the money and leaves. However, at the end of the operation, the boss needs to cash everything out as he's counting the money. He calls, uh, he calls your boy Danny over and Danny's like, what the hell is going on? You okay? Yeah. Uh, the boss is like, um, did you charge the delivery order? That was the only delivery order you did tonight, right? Danny says, yes. Uh, I delivered to this address, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's, that's the address. Did you charge them? Yes, I did. Why? Like, uh, what's up? Like I brought the money back. They gave me, um, I think three notes. Yeah, and they they said just keep the change. Like, like, as as my tip, I guess, I put everything in the tail. What's going on? And the boss says, um, is that three notes? Yeah, three notes. Okay, so take a look at this. And Danny goes over and sees in his boss's hand, there are $300. But, uh they're not real money they are paper money so basically paper money is the currency for the dead um you know during hungry ghost festival in 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 asia a lot of times the families will actually just burn the money like burn the paper that has the prints as currency for the passed away like for the ones that passed away um so they can actually use it in the afterlife Basically, uh, Danny kind of jaded for a second. He's like, what the fuck is going on? I I was pretty sure I confirmed that I got, you know, $300 when I left the door because they specifically told me, OK, you know what? Just don't worry about it. Leave the food here and you don't have to give me any change back because just just keep it as a tip. Yeah, I was going to say they're really nice. Yeah. Like, mm, is this a prank? Are you pranking on me? Don't do that, please uh yeah like i'm just i'm just working part-time right now like right like is this a joke and the boss looks very serious it doesn't look like he's pranking on danny so danny gets kind of confused he's like "Mm, that's weird anyway so the boss just kind of brushes it off and says you know what you're probably tired it's okay you know what it's only 300 and let's just let it pass um don't make the same mistake again please because we can't keep losing money we're you know, we're a business. We're here to make money, right? So, Danny goes home. Everything goes, you know, people, people just forget about it. And the second day, uh, at around nine 9.30ish, so the same number calls again. Ordering exactly the same order. And this time, the boss actually answers the phone, and he decides, you know what? I'm not going to ask Danny to go there. I'm just going to go there myself, <laughs> so he doesn't fuck up again. So... There, the boss actually goes to the house, knocks on the door. Uh, basically, exactly the same scenario happens. Um, the well, Someone actually approaches the door, but the person doesn't open the door. So the person talks to uh, the boss through the door uh, with, you know, a few notes sliding, like slide it out and saying that, yeah, you just keep the change um you know what leave it uh leave the item you know by the door it's okay like leave the meals at the door and uh, the food was fantastic by the way um yeah we really enjoyed it that's why we're ordering this again and thank you so much and uh yeah well definitely order again and the boss confirms that he has three hundred dollars in his hand real money hong kong dollars real money not paper money so there he goes back to the shop at the end of the night, he is checking out again, and it's the same strange thing happens again. Like, literally, the three, like, he actually, because, you know, he, he, he wanted to see what's going on. So, when he got back to the shop, he actually put the $300 away separately from the, the, other, like, from the rest of the stack. So, when he is counting the money, the $300 turns into paper money again. So, the boss thinks to himself, like, what the fuck? Is this, like, a sick joke? Well, like, it can't be just me, right? Like, because Danny experienced the same thing. He calls Danny over again. Hey, Danny, take a look. This is not real money, right? Like, am I dreaming? Am I hallucinating? And Danny says, uh, no. This is paper money, just like what we did yesterday. Yes. And the boss gets kind of weirded out, but he didn't say much, and the um, the day after, you know, they close the store, you know, life goes on, and the day after, um, Danny goes to work, on his way to work, he actually passes that house, right, so, but this time, the house is actually taped up, and you see a police car like parked right outside of the house, and you see like police officers going in and out and stuff. And Danny stops by. Danny says, "Hey, what's going on with this? Uh, with with this house? Is everything okay?" And the police officer say, "Um, yeah. Um, so you guys are not supposed to be here, just so you know. So there is a, um, like collective like like a mass suicide here. So just don't, yeah, just uh, stay away from here, please. And then later on." Then he figured out what's going on. Apparently, um, the neighbors had called the police earlier that morning because they smelled something really atrocious in there. Like, it's so bad. So they had to call the police. And the police arrived at, at the scene. Apparently, there were, like, five people inside of the house, and they're all dead. And then he thinks to himself, he's like, what the fuck, bro? Like, I literally just delivered food to the, ta- uh, to the house the day before. And also, my boss just delivered to the house yesterday, right? Like, what the hell? And later on, the Danny actually reads something on um, on the newspaper. And it's literally titled, Five Dead Bodies with Fresh Food Left in Their Stomach. So, according to the coroner, the bodies have been dead um, for over a week. So, because there was a gas leak inside of the house. So, those people actually died from... Uh, from uh, carbon monoxide poisoning. So they were dead. But for some reason. They had fresh food. Partially digested. In their stomach. And that's fresh. Very fresh. Like it's recent. So this, this is one of those. Urban legends actually. Because I've, I've heard about this story. It, it's kind of like. To me it doesn't really make sense. Like. You were. Dead. How can you digest food? It's just physically impossible. But because it's kind of supernatural related. So I guess, yeah, whatever. Just kind of, it, it, is, it is kind of scary though, right? Like it, it is kind of scary when you think about it. Apparently uh, what happened was those, pe- the, those people, they were playing Mahjong. They were having a really good time. But like there was a gas leak inside of the house. Uh, and I don't know, for some reason, they didn't open the window and everything. So the whole house was actually insulated. So, everyone died from the gas leak. But they didn't know that they were dead. That's why they always called a, at around like 9 30. And because they were, they were hungry, they needed some food in their system so they could play mahjong all night long. So, it was really thrilling. And I was definitely horrified when I first heard about the story. Uh, and being a food delivery guy is not safe. That's all I can say. The second story today is from the capital city of Beijing. Okay, I've been to Beijing once, uh, I think, when I was five. So I don't remember much about that city or whatever the experience I had was. Um, But so um, this story is kind of old, just like the first one. So those are both like kind of old stories from the old days, from the 1980s or 90s, right? All right. So back then... Beijing is actually kind of a historic city. You know, there's a lot of um, stories and, you know, history going on. And uh, Jamie, this new grad from university, actually just moved um, back to his home because, you know, the rent in Beijing is so crazy and nobody can afford anything. Just it's like Toronto, whatever. And then he was lucky enough to actually secure a job, though. But with this new job, because he's, you know, everyone starts from the bottom, right? So with this new job, Jamie has to constantly work overtime, which is not preferred. But what can you do when you're new to the company? So Jamie works really hard and he gets off work all, like super late all the time. And today, Jamie gets off at around 11 o'clock. And mind this, his mom's place is. It's almost an hour away from where she, where he works. So it's kind of, you know, it's, it's definitely a journey to go home. So there, Jamie leaves his company, you know, all happy. Shit. What a day. Like it's, I'm so glad this day is done. (sighs) And the weather is kind of rainy. It's so humid. I don't really like it. It's so cold. Oh, well, what can I do? I guess this is the weather Um, in November in Beijing, I guess, should have just grabbed another, like, a thicker jacket this morning, uh, whatever, I'm just gonna shrug it off, and as Jamie walks to the bus station to catch the bus, and he sees there the bus is just about to leave, and he starts running and screaming, Yo, 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 wait for me, I'm still trying to get on the bus, dude, come on, And, well, after running for almost three minutes, the bus finally, like, I guess the bus driver finally notices him and stops the bus. And he's lucky enough to actually get on the bus. That's good. Um, Otherwise, he would have just, like, been stranded there because he has no car and he has to take a taxi, which he can't afford. It's so expensive. Right? Uh, Once he gets on the bus, the bus is completely empty. There's only um, the driver. And there's the conductor. So unlike now, you know, like when you go to take, well, whenever you take the public transportation, um, everything is automatic. You just deal with the machine, right? If if you have a card, you kind of just tap it. You do that. But like back then, uh, you have to buy your ticket from a from real person, right? It's just like when you take go Train here in Toronto, like you have to, well, even though you buy your ticket from like, From the machine. But when you actually get on board. There's still a conductor. Like on the bus to check your ticket. Right. So it's kind of like that. But in the old days. You have to actually buy a ticket. With real money. From the conductor. So. There you have the conductor. And also the driver. Right there. Um, And Jamie. Is like okay that's good. At least I have a seat. You know. I've been working for a whole damn day. I don't want to stand for an hour. There the bus leaves. And he sits down. And he starts thinking to himself, you know, while looking at what's whatever is going on outside, you know, he sees, you know, there's raindrops, but the view is quite spectacular. He actually enjoys it quite a bit. And he thinks to himself, he's like, yeah, is it really a a good choice to actually stay here in the city? You know, um, like on my own, I could have just, you know, moved to a smaller city. Like my parents have been around for a while. Yeah, sure. But, you know, you can't on your parents forever, forever right so it's like it's so it's so hard to make a living here in the capital of china as he's thinking the bus stops another older lady gets on the bus she is in her 70s you can literally tell she's old right she walks very very slowly and there she chooses to sit right in front of jamie like a roll in front of jamie and, you know, just out of courtesy, Jamie kind of nods and says, Hi. And she said, Hi. And then they just started minding their own business, like not talking to each other, or whatever. You know, there's no interruptions going on. And about 20 minutes later, at one stop, three other people actually get on the bus too. And the bus gets kind of crowded. Now you have five people. Wow, big bus. Not really. I'm just being really sarcastic. Um. So another three people got on the bus, but like you can tell, well, those three people were wearing something different. You, you they kind of look like they're wearing you know like Halloween costumes, kind of stuff like that. So like, um, if you guys have seen some uh, some Chinese vampire movie, you know in those movies those vampires usually wear those like old like old school like chain dynasty kind of costume that's what they're wearing so um i'm probably gonna post a picture of that on the instagram so you guys can actually see it um but yeah and mind this because it's in beijing right so uh in beijing there's a lot of movie shoots going on um so both the uh, grandma and jamie are looking at those people and he's like and they're thinking to themselves yeah those people are probably actors they've been working really late just like them and, um, you know, and Jamie turns around. It's like, whatever. You know what? I, I'm just going to buy my own business. And But seriously, though, you got three people and two of them are like basically gr- like dragging the middle one in the middle. And the guy in the middle actually flops his head down. You know, like he smells like alcohol. Like It's like, dude, like what the fuck? You're so wasted. At least you get a hold of yourself, right? Like don't drink too much. You, you know, you can't drink that much. Anyway, Jamie actually turns around minding his own business. All of a sudden, the grandma sitting in front of him turns around and starts yelling, you freaking thief. And Jamie looks up and looking all surprised. Like, what the hell is going on with you? What, why, what, 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 what's, what's this about? I'm not having it. Grandma said, you freaking nasty thief. You stole my wallet. And Jamie said, No, it didn't. What are you talking about? I'm grandma, like, don't say this. You're framing me for nothing for the stuff I didn't do. No, don't do that. I did not steal anything. And grandma said, you stole my wallet. I saw that. Where did you see it? I did not do it. Why are you accusing me for stuff I didn't do? Like that's crazy. Like you're crazy. I didn't steal your wallet. Yes, you did. No, I did not. You want to go see the police? Sure. Okay, I'm gonna go see the police. Let's go to the police station. There's the police station, not so not so far away from here. Driver, can pull over. We're gonna go to the police station. Pull over. I I, I can't stand this this kid. So rude, and you, you're such a thief. You know, like you should do something better with your life. Not stealing shit. Like you. Mm. I, I'm, I'm speechless right now, oh my god, let's pull over, let's go to the police station, and Jamie is not having it, Jamie is thinking to myself, like, what the fuck, I had a long day, like, I'm not putting up with this bullshit, you wanna go to the police station, let's go, then the bus pulls over, and the grandma and Jamie both get out of the bus, and then Jamie is, like, super angry, Jamie yells at the grandma, okay, you wanna go to the police station, I can see you right here, let's go. Because of you, I'm missing my last bus. I have to take a freaking taxi back. Thank you. How dare you, the audacity for accusing me to be a thief. And then all of a sudden, the grandma is like, thank God we're out of here. And Jamie looks at her like, excuse you? I thought we're going to go to see the police. We're going to go talk to the police. Let's go. What the fuck? I did not steal anything. I'm not a thief. How dare you? If my mom were here, she would have yelled at you. And the grandma looks at him. Oh, my God. Okay. You did not steal anything. I just had to make a scene over there to get us out of here. You know, get, get us off the bus. And Jamie looks at her like all confused. Like, huh? Lady, you're crazy, right? Like, what are you talking about? Did you see those three guys who got on the bus earlier? yeah, duh, they look so weird, they're probably actors, duh, and grandma says, when they first got on the bus, I saw their clothes, I was like, oh, damn, they're probably actors, but, like, they look kind of weird, because they still have their makeup on, I think, that's why their faces are super pale, but later on, I just constantly, like, I checked them out, like, multiple times afterwards, because they're sitting on the last roll, right, and because the window was actually open, so the wind actually blew their um the fringe off like blew it up like i didn't see any feet those people don't have feet they're not human those are ghosts or vampires i don't know what they are but they're definitely not human and jamie looks at grandma all confused and says lady are you crazy did you take your pills tonight you are dreaming right now oh my god i can't thank you Okay, now I'm missing my bus, and I have to take a freaking taxi home. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, my whole day of labor is gone. Thank you, whatever. And he leaves, super angry. And then the grandma looks at Jamie as he walks away, kind of, you know, shakes her head, but whatever. I saved your life. And you're Jamie at the same time. After he got home, he kind of thinks to himself, he's like, yeah, those three dudes are really weird. Like the the one in the middle was like seriously wasted. He was like paralyzed. Yeah, like that was weird. But he just couldn't. He just couldn't shrug it off. You know, just like the stuff that crazy grandma said. And he also kind of thought about you know what his grandma used to tell him, because you know his grandma used to tell him that you know what, honey, don't take any last buses because usually those buses are for the dead. And a lot of times you'll get some unwanted encounters with, you know, with some special friends. He was thinking about that. He said, ah, nah, I can't be that bad. I'm not seeing anything. Until a few days later, Jamie reads a newspaper and there's one article talking about a missing bus. Apparently the bus number was 375 and the bus actually went missing. On the day of the incident, you know, like, he, he's kind of, like, flashing back to that day, like, of what happened. And he realizes, holy shit, he was on that bus. The bus went missing on the same day. However, it was eventually found a few days later. And the location of the discovery site was way off its route. And to be honest, with that size of a bus, it was almost impossible to get that far with, like, a full tank. Then what the fuck was going on? And more strangely, two corpses were found in, within the bus. One was deemed to be probably the driver because it was a male corpse. And the other body was deemed to be a female, most likely the conductor. So now Jamie thinks back, the grandma was actually right. So apparently those three were definitely not human and they were actually hunting for their next target. And luckily, he got off the bus before becoming the next target of those ghosts. So I guess it was a good thing. All right. So this is the end of this episode. And I hope you guys enjoyed those two stories from uh, from Hong Kong and China. And if you guys have any recommendations for any other urban legends or stories or if you want to you know, hear any certain cases, let us know. And, you know, feel free to shoot us a message on Instagram or email us at gruesomebaconpot at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram with the handle of gruesomebaconpot. And uh, other than that, um, we're going to see you guys next week. Bye.